Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by our friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident solar madness expert of the pod, DL. Yeah. Hey, friend. How's it going? Is, is that a hungover resident solar madness expert of the pod? Uh, I don't, I'm just taking in this short haircut you still have. <laughs> Your hair's taking a long time to grow. I, I like it. still have. It was it's so very, short. It's very sharp. I might it's as well sharp. just shave the whole thing off like it was so short when I came out of the barber. I was like, I asked for manageable. Yeah, you might as well have just gone full skinhead. Yeah, I literally. Think. It's very yeah. close. With like a beard. I could have gone the, I, I could have gone the I, beard, I but I can't grow I see that look on you. I would look good. Seriously. Yeah, I think you would. Saying that though, when I grew my beard out when I was traveling a couple of years ago, I actually looked like Conor McGregor and I'm not sure that's a look I want to go for. Actually, you would. Yeah, I, I fooled it. With the yeah. shaved head. Yeah. I, this I, has, why don't you do that for Halloween? I don't want to do that look. I don't want to look like Conor oh, McGregor. you got to do it's it. It's a bad guy. No, you got to do it. Anyway, I, I'm way too hungover to understand what you <laughs> said initially. Something about solar power. You oh, are no. a solar madness expert of the pod. Yes, yes, solar madness. Is, you are pretty expert in that field. I feel like this is something you've put a lot of time and effort into. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I feel really prepared to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> What's been happening, buddy? What have you been up oh, to? Oh, I've been fishing. Happy birthday man. for last week, like we talked about. Thank you, man. I yeah. couldn't talk about your secret fishing trip at a time. You didn't spoil it. Gail's always doing freaking secret things. Like, But she it'd be nice it. if I just knew about some of the things <laughs> I was doing so I could prepare adequately for them. Yeah, you know you, what I mean. Like I had like, rocked up with no, some, like no sunscreen. I yeah. had like yep, like no like medicine or food for my like. I didn't think setup. about that. She, to be fair, she did give me a sandwich. I had that, but I, I at least had, had one food. sandwich. But then saying um, that, I brought a protein bar. That was my food. And you did for know. the whole six. So hours. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, that's pretty pretty spot on actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So I've been I've been fishing, which was pretty fun to just like see how long it took people to turn green and throw up. Better or worse yeah. than skydiving? I prefer fishing. Really? Less, less chance of death. Yeah, that's also... Uh, I don't know. On the waves, we had... Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> we had it pretty rough out there. Typically. Uh, but, like, <laughs> you would assume like in a normal situation. Literally like cast away, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, no, I really I really enjoyed it. It was good. And then I, I actually had my first uh, first session in a writing course, which was really fun. I'm Damn. doing that on the side for you know, creative so you're purposes. Gonna be a, you're going to be the next big writer? I don't think so. So far, uh, like if, if the first class is any judgment, I've got work to do. <laughs> no, it's, it was really good. It's just the, it's more about like teaching yourself like how to like get in a space to write and then the techniques yeah. like once you do to you know not um, stifle, yeah. but to like get stuff out of you. It's been good, good so far. Just plain devil's advocate. Do you think George R. R. Martin ever did one of those courses? I think he could use one. I think he could use one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't talk shit on He could George, really man. use He's so one. fucking good. Uh, he's, he's so good. He just needs if, to like get his head. If anything, get doing, his head out his ass. I think if anything, doing something like this is like, uh, it really does like put it into perspective, like how impressive what he's done is. If anything, it doesn't. Yeah, but he can't yeah. finish. That is the title of your sex tape. <laughs> Title of his sex your table <laughs> uh, Dude, he can. He's just slow. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, like, it's not even like, just even writing 1,500 pages is hard. That's, have you like, ever tried? Literally writing, just writing 1,500 pages. Have Making them 1,500 dense, good pages is even harder. Making them 1,500 dense, good, symbolic, allegorical, foreshadowing, centric, freaking, you know, literature. But have you tried? <laughs> Yes. You've tried. That's not, it's not easy. Can I read it one day? Uh, well, sure. Yes. Sure, yeah. Hey guys, look, before we get into it, if you want to jump around, there will be time codes in the description. Thanks as always to Mr. Matthew Bliss, podcast expert 
We'll be telling you more about him at the end of the pod. You can find him at info at blissery.fm <laughs> or blissery.fm. Uh, we'll give you his full details after. Uh, you can find him at pause. Yes. <laughs> you can find him at <laughs> I need to read play. my notes. Uh, yeah. So jump around or listen to his banter about your day. We tend to have things in here uh, similar to or not limited to what we've been up to in terms of our geeky entertainments, uh, some funky news from the week that we talk about. Good one this week, DL. And then we'll jump into our main topic, which I was surprised about how much I liked this week. I, I'm I'm curious how you found it, but anyway. Um, well, let's get into that. Before we do, yeah, but, but let's what? not spoil it. What have you been up to, DL? Um, I have been, what else have I been doing? Been watching uh, Miraculous. What's that? Uh, Wednesday, I finished it. Oh, right. <laughs> what did you call it? Miraculous. I don't know what that is. It's like oh, sorry. Wednesday in, in Espanol. In Espanol. Yeah. I was well, trying to think of what it was like in, Italian, in German. But you I just said in Espanol, like you were like an Italian person speaking Spanish. Look, we're all confused today. Uh, let's not let's not make it worse than it is. You're hungover. I could make this last really, really long so that you just get worse don't. and worse as please we go. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, the uh, I did uh, enjoy the ending. I also enjoyed, I don't know if I predicted it, but I definitely had a good pick last week. Last week, you pretty much yeah, called it. Yeah. As in like you called um, that it, well, spoilers for Wednesday? Yeah, spoilers for Wednesday. Last week, you very much called that the, the normie teacher yeah. was going to have something to do with it. Guess what? She did. When, called, you were tell, when you were giving yeah. me that prediction, I was like, yeah, yeah it is no, that obvious, isn't it? Yeah. I actually called that in episode like three with okay. Gail. Yeah, I think I did as but well. But then I did get missed. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's still the case, but I did get pretty misdirected to the, uh, to the psychiatrist. psychiatrist at yeah. one point. No, I got that too. Yeah. But I think when it was doing that stuff, I felt, and I'm sure you did, that yeah. it was like trying to drive you towards that conclusion yeah. and whenever a show like that's trying to do that to me i'm like pretty predictably this, this can't be this can't be the right answer but what did you think overall uh, i thought it was good i thought the ending was fun um i thought that everything we said about last week with the annoying tweeny stuff oh, was yes. still there and i am really curious where they'll go with this i kind of think this will be you know a good second season a bad third season and be cancelled by the fourth season is my could prediction. easily be that yeah she's in uh general she's Ortega. so good that... she is in the new screen movie the trailer just came out this week oh, and she... it looks primo i just kind of feel like it'll only go as far as she takes it so yeah which which to be fair i shouldn't be negative because she's done so well so at this it's point. whether she outgrows it yeah right? like yeah. i don't I imagine see her outgrowing lock... in a couple years yeah i don't imagine they've got to lock down yeah. for 12 seasons it's yeah. netflix come on they cancel things after two yeah I enjoyed it, like I said last week. I felt, you're right, it was a bit predictable at the end. Sorry, one thing I did like about it was that it didn't force the tweeny romances. Like, it did a bit, and then it kind of went, oh, that's not working, and moved away from it. Yeah. I felt like that's something that we might talk about later on that I liked about our main topic, minus the word tweeny. Uh, I got up to a really interesting thing this week. I started a video game. I haven't played a lot of it, and I feel like this is one of those times when I start something, I'm now going to go away for a week, not going to play it ever after this first like couple of hours I put into it because I just ordered uh, the Forspoken game, which is like an RPG that was originally supposed to be, I think, a Final Fantasy game, and it got like turned into this weird magic traversal game. But it is looks a, is the main character a girl? Yes, yeah, I've heard about this, and it looks cool as. But I started Jedi Fallen Order this week mainly oh, because the new cool. one's coming out, yeah. and I sort of wanted to get across it, and I was like. It's a bit clunky in its like fighting mechanics. I'm sure it gets better as it goes through, but I'm a mm. bit like I didn't really know where I was supposed to go, and like I'm I really like exploring everywhere in a zone I'm in, and it's one of them games where like even in the very first zone, 
you need certain powers and certain abilities to get to different things. Mm. And I was like, it was so linear at the beginning. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I want to explore around and mm. I don't want to have to come back here later. I just wanted yeah, to play through it. That is a game. I like, I kind of like, that's a very like early 2000s, like 90s game thing, like Crash Bandicoot. You, you don't have this power Big yet. Time. So you kind of have to remember to come back and use it when you do. I kind of like that. It's almost like a retro gaming. You know, there's things about like Resident Evil 2, the sure. remake that are like that. Like certain rooms, you're like, what? How do I get here? And then you get a key later. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, it's not essential that you go back, but if you remember, oh, there was a door and I go mm. back, I get the shoddy. Yeah. The, the shoddy. Body. You love lost shoddy heads. Well, I'll tell you what's like that. God of War, Ragnarok. I like Very that. much like that. No, yeah. I, do, I do too. I think my mental capacity for stuff like that just in this time frame is like, I, I, like, I haven't completed God of War. I know one of the friends of the show, Jacob, has just blitzed God of War. He's done 100% everything. And I'm like, I want to do that. Do I have the energy to do it? Probably not right now. But yeah, what else have you been up to? Um, dude, honestly, I haven't had much time to do yeah, sure. very many things. So I think I'll have to digress to you and say... Oh. I've been slowly, I've been slowly watching like twenty minute increments of Dune. Okay. And each twenty minutes that I do get in is very good. Can you watch I it like a show it. like that? A twenty minute TV show? I just really enjoy it every twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, but can you watch it like that? Is what, what I'm mean, asking. Um, yeah, like I do. So that's ace. It's, it's passable. I, it's just really good. I really like it. Uh, I want it's it's lasting a while because of this, but I'm enjoying it. Nice. Um, what else am I doing? I'll tell you a thing we've been doing. Yeah. I am currently forcing the partner to watch. Moon Knight. A thing yes. we've talked about. I think we might have even done a pod, pod on it. Go back and yeah. check it out. I don't know. It's a while ago now, but I'd forgotten how weird that show was. Like, we're watching it, and there's. I thought it was mainly about Oscar Isaac mm. and, like, his internal struggle and, you know, Layla, his, his sometimes wife, sometimes Indiana Jones-style partner. Yeah. But then there's so much weird stuff that goes on in that show, and I forgot how odd it was. And, like, I enjoy it. But I could tell, like, after the first episode, I think she was like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then after that, I think she's been a bit like, this is, why Why is there so many Egyptian gods in this? There are parts, like, that I remember were, like, kind of slow and annoying. But, like, mostly mm. the payoff is worth it. Towards the end. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I, think, I think mostly it's worth it. Yeah. I, I remember when you get to the stage where Mark Spector remembers why he had the yeah. second personality. And when you learn... And you walk through and Stephen yeah. Grant sees it all as well. And you go like, oh my God, yeah. this is awesome. And it's like heartbreaking. Yeah, no, that's like, that was made it worth it for sure. I think that will be worth it when we get there. But like getting to that point, having to see that big imaginary hippo. I kind of forget could why be they a challenge Because they kind of die, don't they? Yeah, no. They I, get shot and they go to like the afterlife. Yeah, no, I just forget like the whole twist. Oh, isn't it like he his, his brother died and he has to deal with it or yes, something? Yes, in a flood thing. Anyway, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Whether she is or not, different question. He, I think it's like the dynamic and between the two things, guys, is pretty funny. The parts that got boring to me were like the classic Indiana Jones stuff that sure. wasn't that, you know, original or like the, uh, what's the guy's name? that yeah, the, the villain? Harrow. Yeah, like his stuff when he's like just doing his blue, like purple shooty shooty stuff. <laughs> boring like he's judging people yeah, yeah. yeah that part's okay i don't mind that i like him as a villain though yeah yeah. like he's very t- kind of terrifying for an older older gent did you finish the sherlock holmes books by any chance no. not a chance i literally have 20 pages left it's so annoying. Oh, he's so I close it, yeah so close all I right i didn't do much i've got nothing i got nothing i'm out i'll just tell you my final one then yeah one thing one movie that i'd forgotten about how bloody amazing this is is a film called layer cake mm. now 
if you can imagine, let's say hypothetically Guy Richard is best. We're talking about like Snatch, yeah. Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. It's, it's effectively that. But when you add in like a very young Daniel Craig. Yeah. A very young Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's in it. Very young. We're talking about, this is 2004. Uh, no, I've, I, I've seen that this movie is on my list. Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix, I think. Trust me. Yeah. You add in a very young Tom Hardy. You add in Matthew Vaughn as a director. This movie is everything I wanted. It's pre-James Bond. So like, it's, a lot of people thought it was almost like, almost like an audition for Bond, like some of the parts in it. It's way more sophisticated than that. Like the plot of it is super deep into this random one specific area of drugs but it's mm. so interesting and so good and like i don't know man i just love that genre of film it's like british yeah action but like intense drama at the same time but kind of gangster too when it's done really well yeah like this or like my favorite is it's always going to be snatch but this has got it's close it's so close yeah. I think you'll really like it. It's got some great people in it as well. People you'll recognize, but then loads of good British actors too. I, oh my God. It's got the dude from, remember from the first season of Game of Thrones when uh, Arya is going up to the wall with the, the guy from the Night's Watch. I might be the second season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's the first, I think. He's, it's got him in it. Okay. And it's got a bunch of other Yorin. people. Yeah, it's got Michael Gambon in it. Francis McGee is his name. Yes, it's got the dude who uh, Bane snaps his neck in the... Mm. Ah, it's Tom Hardy coming back, meeting him. Mm. In, uh, it's got Sienna Miller. It's, it's yeah, such I'm a good cast. It. Good, looks good. So I highly recommend if you get the opportunity. I did, uh, I, I would be down to watch it, but I did forget that I saw The Glass Onion. Oh, you watched yeah, it? Yeah, which was really good. Thoughts? I, I liked it. I liked it. It wasn't as good as the first one, I don't think. But, no. But it was still really good. And what they did do is they made it like way different, which I appreciate. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to more like traditional like I, ne- the next one I'd like it to be more like, you know, a, a traditional like uh, mystery novel. Whereas this one was like a little too e- eco. God, I can't speak today. Yeah, but they're egocentric. Yeah, 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 like yeah, it yeah. was like like it was a little less believable. Sure. This one, this one. Does that make sense? I think just because we don't live with those types of people. But yeah, I completely the agree. The people make sense, but like I'm like this guy. Like he's not gonna buy the Mona Lisa. Come on. Well, yeah, I, I get. You know I, know, I, mean? I know like, exactly what you mean. Like right. I mean, like bring it back to it's some more intimate family setting style. I like three. I, I did prefer the first one. But I did I, like them both. Apparently, right? that's uh, Ryan Johnson's next movie. He's already working on a third one. Good. Like, so, it'd be cool to do a reoccurring thing. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating that a lot. I think Daniel Craig, again, kills that role. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's such you a good actor. You can tell he loves it, though. Yes. He's having he such fun. He loves this, like, hammy accent that yeah. he has to put on. It is such a weird accent, isn't it? I can't even put my finger on precisely where it's supposed to be from. <laughs> well, it's very uh, House of Cards. You reckon? Yeah, it's the same accent. It's like Alabama Fair. peach. Yeah, that's true. Or Georgia, actually. sorry. Yeah. Georgia. Well, anyway, DL. Yeah. What have you heard this week? There's I've... been some big news this week, by the way. Yeah. We're talking big news and it's got possibly, and I know it's only January and I'm going way above and beyond by saying this, possibly my, one of my favorite pieces of news, which might be of the year. Wow. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Wow. It's been only like it's three January. weeks. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. Well, I, we'll get there. <laughs> what have you heard this week, DL? Uh, there's a bunch of UFO stuff that got released. You see that? <laughs> ufa a big report by the cia tell me more i don't know they're just a bunch of images and classified stuff got deep they don't know what's going on i i wonder do they know and they're just doing this to like say hey we do know but we just want to pretend we don't know like hey china this is actually us don't fuck with us kind of thing Hmm. what's the point of releasing this stuff 
Good question. Anyway, for, uh, for ties, be- ties nicely into my first for better news. for better men than me to which, figure out. Yeah, which is, did you hear this week that mm. the Mandalorian had a trailer for season three? I did. Yeah. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah. Uh, it's more ginger in and Grogu. Yeah. I think I'd have appreciated this way more if we hadn't just seen half a season of them two together in the Book of Boba Fett. Probably, but <laughs> I still will enjoy it. I will say I'm excited to see like they're going back. It's hinted heavily that they're going back to Mandalore. Oh yeah, that is. Um, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah, so we'll Isn't see. that in the trailer? By hinted, I mean they say they're going I think to he says, I'm going back he to Mandalore. He quite literally says he's going to Mandalore, so it's not hinted, you're right. Um, it's <laughs> telegraphed. <laughs> they, they, uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see like what, what happens with that and like this weird, like I think where they left it was it was going to be this weird melding of these two really extreme philosophies and almost mm. like religions, right? Mm. The Jedi way and the Mandalorian way, which are Absolutely. very different, but also very similar. And so we'll see like, what does that become? Does that become this new gray mm. Jedi kind of Mandalorian creed that like the pulls Grogu a bit? Starts. Yeah. That pulls a bit from both Grogu starts it and then kicks us off into the finally we'll get out of the past of Star Wars and more into the future. Even though it's set in the middle ground of Star Wars. But maybe we get a time jump? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, Grogu's pretty young and he's 500 years old or something, so... Yeah. Perhaps he has to take that time to mature. Yeah, well, maybe, like... I guess maybe, like, Grogu will be a main character, I think, in a a future Star Wars series set Mm. way farther in advance. You know what I mean? With the, and like you could see like the next time they bring out Jedi's them being vastly different than the ones they had in the recent trilogy. Interesting. That could be I, cool. I was listening to a podcast the other day that was like, because this is supposedly set in like a galaxy far, far away, you don't know what any of the scale of this is. When they're like flying between planets and stuff, these people could be like ant size. <laughs> like, who knows what any of this uh, is? They could be giants. School for ants. What, yeah. what I will say is, where the fuck was Groku? Grogu, Gro- Grogu in the last. The Last Jedi film. I don't yeah. know, man. He was still a baby, probably. Like, they just whoop, forgot him. Whoops. Yeah, I mean... They, like, they're going to have to yeah. address that it's if like they Daenerys bring up later. forgot about the, uh, the Iron Fleet. Yeah, but that was just bad writing. I think they <laughs> yeah. hadn't thought this far in advance, to be honest with the... And you think this is any different? No, I think that with this one, they hadn't thought very far. Okay. The other one, they just forgot. All right, now, do, <laughs> so do, do you want my favorite bit of news of the year or a bit of news about the boys first? Which do you prefer? boys okay right so the boys season four is apparently way into production and the associate producers have promised there will be something or at least things within this series that we will find the most disgusting thing you've ever seen on tv i'm like great i don't need more of that i don't want them to hammer it home though because like they'll lose the shock value but like it won't because this show is so gross well i mean this is coming in the same week as the infamous mini dude going into a penis scene won an award yeah it did win like a special effects award or something i'm like all right how much more crazy could it be than that i don't think they need to outdo themselves on that just keep the same level of disgusting and that will be fine with me the the reason i really (laughs) like that going into the penis scene that sounds something weird to say out loud. Name your st- but the reason why I enjoyed that <laughs> scene so much is tape. it was, I'm just going to keep talking. It was a play on what everyone was saying about Thanos and how the Avengers would beat Thanos at the time. So like when we were all coming up to Endgame and everyone was like, was how, do, how do you defeat people him? Theorized. People were like, why doesn't Ant-Man just shrink down, go inside his Owie. asshole and explode Owie. outwards? I was like, people, why would people even think this? They got issues. Yes, All right, do. I'm going to go to my favorite bit of news like of stuff. the year. Sorry. Yeah. And we're going to come back to this regularly. <laughs> apparently, DL, apparently reportedly, it is now everywhere. Power Rangers 
I saw this and always is coming. I thought I, I can't believe I didn't send this to you. I'm a terrible friend. It's on its I, way. I saw this and I was gonna like send it to you, and then like something but, got distracted but, me. But and, yeah. we finally get to do our episode on Power Rangers. Oh. We can do it before this happens. What I'm gonna, so excited. Like, what are we gonna watch? We're gonna watch the one that I didn't get to watch as a kid that we've talked about multiple times on the show. But like, are, are we gonna? I kind of feel like you have to watch like the whole first nah, season. I mean, but it's re- probably like it's 36 like 50 episodes. episodes yeah. or something. It's, <laughs> it's like TV used to be like 100 episodes. Yeah, season. I'm not doing that yeah. but we watch those two yeah. and we'll talk about them maybe on like a youtube video or something beforehand and yeah. push it out that would be hilarious sounds good and then we will have to absolutely talk about this show because it is effectively i think it's a special so i'm assuming it's going to be at least close to movie length looks intense it's got a bunch of the old characters back billy's back zach's back Wait, the actual actors yeah correct so the original Blue Ranger, the original Black Ranger. So there's Mighty Morphin, the originals, right? Which had, uh, like I, I mean, Billy, Jason, Zach, ready, guys. <laughs> I can say them all. I get them. It's Billy, Jason, Zach, Trina, and Kimberly. And then Tommy joined. Kimberly was like Got my it. first boner. Always. <laughs> Forever and ever. Amen. Uh, and, <laughs> and then there was a second lot of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, who some of the ones came through and most of them didn't return. Why, why not? Do you think they just didn't get paid enough? I think the yellow one died. Uh, I think that's what happened, but I can't remember why the rest of them didn't come back. Anyway, semantics they aside. They graduated high school. They're, exactly. <laughs> they're bringing those teams together, and not all of them are quite in shape to wear those Power Rangers suits. I was going to say, I don't think this, like, I kind of wish it was a rebutuation and not like a, you know what I mean? Could lead into something. Because doesn't uh, Netflix have the rights to it? Weren't they creating like a universe or something? <laughs> yeah, they probably. Do you Do you think... That this will be like a mature rendition or will it be like a kid's thing? I hope it's bang in the middle. I hope it has mature themes, but it's still like, you know, them flipping around and like... I kind of feel like it has to be one or the other. Okay, all right. What do you, what do you want? Extreme. You want... <laughs> Extreme gore. Extreme gore. Head Extreme, yeah. The boys, basically. Yeah, one of the exactly. points shrinks down this time and goes inside someone's penis. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I actually don't care, to be frank, but like, yeah. I'm yeah I'm I'm thrilled for this. This is going to be great. Any any more news from your NDM? Anything you've heard? I just like noticed like I think well the Last of Us is getting crazy reviews. You've oh, crazy seen the first, reviews. You've seen the first episode. I didn't want to talk about it, but super I super excited to watch it tonight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Uh, because yeah. like it's got like a nine five. It's or like an eighty five minute first episode, isn't it? It's long. Yeah. It's like Fuck an hour yeah. twenty. Uh, but that. it's. I would say I don't think it flies by, but I don't think it feels like an hour and twenty minutes. It's like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That was a three-hour movie that felt like, like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was bloody good. And this is um, this is everything you want. I'm telling you right now. That's all I'm going to say. In the way. Go back and listen to our last week's episode on the awards from last year, because that song is in it a lot. So I, I saw that, and then I saw someone note that like his, his record for shows is like above 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like doesn't have a show that's not. You're talking specifically about uh, Joel. Pe- Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Which... So what are the what are we talking about? We're talking about Mandalorian. We're talking about Last of Us. We're talking about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We'd have to be talking about uh, the one that's uh, he was Nar- in Narcos. Narcos. Yeah, yeah, and which I it. thought would have been below eighty nine. To be frank, well, the seasons people he's love in, it. He's only in the first two seasons of that. Okay, and, and that, he's amazing, and it's good. Yeah. They're very good okay. first two seasons. So that's that's an insane record. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like I, I can't think of anyone else who's got anything similar really to good. that. Even Robert Pattinson, <laughs> your favorite actor in the 89, world. 89, dude. 89. But it could be better. Could be better. Yeah. <laughs> 89. All right. Final bit of news before we move on then, dear. Yeah. Did you hear this week? IGN is reporting that Spider-Man 4 is apparently going to start filming at the close of 2023 and will have a budget of reportedly around $200 million. So What do you think it, about that? I think, is it Sony and... 
great question. That's all. That's Marvel? all that's been theorized right now. And that was one theorized of my questions or, or to you. reported. They're reporting that this is the theory. They're reporting <laughs> a theory. Yes, about the well, report. It's, it's, an appa- it's an apparent leak. It's a apparent leak that this is this is coming. This is happening. I don't know if this is. It doesn't say anything about the MCU. It doesn't actually say anything about Tom Holland, even though he was the pitcher on this. This could be anything. This could be any sort of Spider-Man movie. I thought Tom Holland was like going to go like create a family and start a farm. I thought that and, too. Like, move to a farm and I w- <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I fucking had, like uh, like run over himself with his snowplower. I don't fucking know. What do I do? Totally reminds me. I just yeah. I just this is so random. This is a complete aside. But I had this hairdresser right when I was back in Melbourne, and yeah. he was likes a shortcut. The best haircut I've ever had in my entire life. Like the only person who's like he would grab like your hair, for example. He would go, yeah, okay, cool. What do you want? What do you like? And he would just do it. And it would be perfect every time. It would last the full length of however long it takes you to get the next haircut. Madness. I can't explain to you how good he was as a hairdresser. And then COVID, he was always a bit like hippie. He was always a bit quirky, right? Yeah. He's a bit of a hipster, very Melbourne. And then like COVID hit and he went full Joe Rogan. He like moved into the middle of the country, like stopped all social media, stopped like cut his phone contract, mm. like started growing his own food and just became like a full hippie. Mm. And I was like, is that what Tom Holland's going to do? Maybe. <laughs> Next thing you know, he'll get an apocalypse car. Damn. I kind of want an apocalypse car. I kind of do too. I feel like it's a good investment. I don't feel like we need one. I feel like we want one. Let us know if you guys have heard anything this week. We love it when you do. Hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. Tag us, send us a meme, whatever you like. We love it when you do. We've got one at the end of the show sent over by one of the friends of the some show. great correspondence at the end. There yeah. is some phenomenal correspondence upcoming. We will hold off on that, though. DL, do you want to preface the main topic for this week? The main topic for this week. Sunshine, <laughs> you are my sunshine. Why are you so singy today? We, uh, we watched a movie that actually Tommy found this one. Where'd you find it, man? How'd you even come up with this shit? So this is the 2007 movie Sunshine. And... Uh, I don't actually know. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I was listening to two guys who were talking about it abstractly, as if like one of them thought it was rubbish, and then the other one was like very dismissive of it. I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Dismissive, I, like so. Neither of them liked it. Kinda. And uh-huh. I and I opened it and I looked at this right, and it's directed by <laughs> Tanny Boyle. So naturally, you went, "Let's go watch it." I wanted to look at. No, no, but this is this <laughs> is why. So I, you. This is why it's I wanted a to shit watch movie? it. Let's watch this. Thing. This is why I wanted to watch it. Okay. It's directed by Danny Boyle, who's well known for 127 hours later, 28 days later. Sorry, 127 hours, 28 days later, Slumdog Millionaire. It's written by Alex Garland, okay. who wrote who wrote Ex Machina and Annihilation. Wow, okay, fair. Who collaborate regularly, and then just just check this cast out very quickly. All right, so I've got Cillian Murphy. Michelle Yeoh, uh, I'm never going to say this right, Hiroyuki Sanada. That's basically, got, if, for those of you that don't know, he's the samurai in basically every movie ever. Correct. Yeah. Uh, last, uh, last Samurai, not Last Samurai, what's the one with Tom Cruise? Uh, last Sam- uh, last, last samurai. samurai. Westworld, he's the Samurai. He's a West. yeah, he's uh, also in... Um, Mortal Kombat, he's a Samurai. Mortal Kombat, everything. <laughs> it, also every has, it also has Benedict Wong, my favorite actor, Wong! But they're all super young. It's got Chris Evans. Yeah. It's, this is an unreal... No, it is a crazy it's cast. It's got Mark Strong. I was yeah. literally looking at the cast and I went... Why would anyone not like it's this It's also movie? got like, it's they're all like peak youth. Absolutely. I think this is the youngest I've seen. Uh, Chris Evans? Cillian Murphy. Ah, okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. uh, before we get into that then, DL, do you want to give me your stupid plot summary? Yeah, look, it was tough out there. Um, I have two because both are adequately bad. So you've got I two. Couldn't decide which one to Okay, use. all right, go on, hit me. So my first one is quite lazy, but add Astra if it was good. <laughs> I appreciate kind that. Kind of, you know? I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my second one is 
Chris Evans is a handsome, sassy, sarcastic asshole. Cillian Murphy is an existential physicist. Hurio Yoku Sanada is a stern and disciplined leader, aka nothing has changed. Like that is the character <laughs> the they played quo. for the last yeah, like yeah, thirty yeah. years, <laughs> ten years, I should say. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. I'll give you mine then. All right, my stupid, my stupid plot summary goes as follows: The best minds on Earth unite to save mankind in a thrilling existential commentary on the human experience. And the best way they could come up with to to finish this story is let's blow this shit up, yes. like. <laughs> <laughs> literally well, they were pretty clear from the get-go about yeah the literally all they could do is be like america um this is part of our anthology of sci-fi movies and we come back to this pretty regularly we do this a lot we've got a lot of anthologies check them out we always call them out in the titles before we get into it ndl do you want to call out for me then what you think the imdb score is um seven four. Ooh, close seven two not bad uh rotten tomatoes Seven, seven. 76? You're getting better. Oof, you're getting so close. Let's see if you can hit me with the Metacritic score. 62. Oh, again, so close. 64. Mm. Like, it's not bad no. in terms of its ratings. Yeah. And I think I know why. <laughs> I think I know why it's not great. Because this we movie yeah. is so close to being great. It's close like, to being a pretty awesome movie. It is like a thumbnail away. Like one decision differently. Do you want to tell me then the, the plot overview of this? The actual plot overview A couple of this? changes in the writer's room. Yeah. Basically, this is like the opposite of Armageddon, this plot. It's <laughs> to save humanity, they need to blow up the sun <laughs> to create heat. Whereas in Armageddon, they oh need to God, blow up the, an asteroid to save us from... This is the plot of the Matrix. Potentially... Uh, Ice Age. Isn't this the Matrix? You know, they they, they scorch the sun to stop stop the robots. All the robots do. So anyway, we're we're thrust into this world on a spaceship, this really, really crazy spaceship. Potentially millions of years in the future. Well, I don't think so, but also doesn't make sense if not. Fair. I'm pretty sure it's set in like 2057, which when I was like, well, we we pretty much well know that the sun isn't going to die. Well, that's in interesting. In the next 50 years. Well, that's interesting so, because, because the pre- there is actually a plot point around that. And I'll tell okay. you in a second. Okay. You, you hit, hit me with the- But the, the premise is we're thrown into a, a pretty modern spaceship that's heading towards the sun um, with a shield to block the, you know, the ship from being hit by the gamma rays with the ultimate goal of basically nuking the sun because it's dying to yes. restart it. Correct. Because it's, they're in a kind of not nuclear winter but a winter on earth everything's Correct. dying uh, there's no food because our sun is dying and so this is the humanity's last hope to basically restart the sun mm-hmm. via nuke we haven't changed much with a crack team of yeah. multinational multi-ethnics on board which is uh, uh, exactly the, what you would need in this situation yeah and they're all <laughs> and they're all basically uh astronauts with spe- different specialities they all have their and role they, and they are the second icarus project which well, I was gonna say, <laughs> like, like we I was gonna say, it is quite like it's made a bit very, on the nose. <laughs> yeah, it's made very clear early on that this is Icarus two. Yeah, Icarus two. And I'm 2. like, if you know anything about Greek mythology, which I'm assuming at least somebody does, yeah, that means the first one probably didn't go very well, and the second one probably should have had a different name. Yeah, yeah. like the Titanic. Why yeah. would you call it <laughs> Titanic two? But yeah, I like Let's that. Just run and it it's, back. It's this like perilous mission that they're all on, and it's this sort of spectacular grandioso tale that sort of is really just wrapped up in like a really human story about these five or six key players yeah. who it's it's 
they're well into their journey, right? Like yeah. the journey's years. It's yeah, not it's like months. a seven year. It's like a seven. Yeah, no. Like, so it was the, longer, wasn't it? So the previous, so Icarus One flew out seven years ago, yeah. and when they lost contact with it, uh, they then sent out this Icarus second two. ship. Yeah. yeah, correct. And the story kind of kicks off with you're just meeting the characters and realizing that what's happening. Yeah, and finding out effectively who they all are, and it's really nicely done. Yeah, and it like, kicks off like right as they're about to enter what they call the dead zone yeah again not great <laughs> not a great start for these characters right we're kind of being led to believe they <laughs> things don't end well for them well my favorite bit about this is like they're all been told like this is a round trip yeah. they're coming home yeah right? they're all going back to their families but then when they're going to the dark zone like the uh, dead zone they literally the call de- it sorry the dead, the, the dead zone where they're getting ki- like hiroki sonata who's going like guys you might you might want to send a message back now if you're gonna send a message back now now's, now's the, the time. time just just make sure you send a message back yeah. and it's like dude like <laughs> this thing gonna be a round trip, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the dead zone is where like the last point at which they can communicate because the solar radiation Correct. isn't bad enough or it gets worse. Sorry. And the reason I like this setup is because it shows a lot about how long they've been together and how like the little tensions are growing between all the little characters. And just to sort of set the scene, you made like really good points there. You do have, of course, Cillian Murphy, who's a physicist, which I yeah. like. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, she's a botanist, so she is effectively on the ship. They have plants, like life keeping their to, air yeah. supply going, uh, which is amazing. Uh, Sonata, who is the captain, <laughs> you'd need that. He's obviously the leader. You've got Rose Byrne, who's like a pilot, but she's also kind of the POV character in a way. Like you kind of, you kind of see it not through her eyes, but she's the sort of center of all of them. They're all she's the viewer, really. Correct. What That's what I'm trying to say. Wong is obviously the navigator, and then you've got Chris Evans is Mace, who is the engineer. My favorite one, who I wasn't going to talk about, but ended up loving, was the the Doctor Searle, the med officer and counselor, who you kind of open on, and you get this amazing visual of the sun, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like he's trying to just view it, and he's just sat staring at the sun, and you're a bit like, huh. That's a bit of an odd thing to do. Like, how bored are you that that you do it? But then he's sort of like fascinated by it. And like one of the interesting things at the beginning is- But like in a a sun, like observation room that's like shaded. Precisely. And one of the interesting things early on is the fact that he's trying to view it and he wants to view it at like 5% of what the sun's actual brightness is. And they're so close that the computer's like the AI, which I really liked, by the way, the Icarus is if they go over that, 3% 3% or whatever it is for more than 30 seconds, it would burn his rashness out. <laughs> He's a bit yeah, like, it'll be like long-term let's see how damage. far I can push this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the kind of setup, and they're all, they're all unique characters. And one thing that really struck me about them, not only is it this human story, is that I feel like they're all sort of steps towards madness <laughs> in mm. a weird way. Yeah, no, I... I I guess like we're we're talking about the plot we're doing non spoilers yeah, now. I just well think, it's all spoilers. Well, I don't need to yet, but my point was like the the setup was really good. Yes, correct. Sorry. The start like I would say the first like my overall review of this movie is the first two thirds of it is phenomenal. Yeah, amazing, phenomenal. Like like, it, like you're like holy shit, how have I this not is a masterpiece? Yeah, like how have I not heard of this movie? And then you see the as final far as like a sci fi fan, you know what yes, I mean? Correct. Um, now, just to go back to your point there around the sun dying, yeah. that's interesting because that's actually called out in one of the first scenes. I missed so it, yeah. it's obviously not supposed to happen for another five billion years, but instead, <laughs> the sun is actually infected with what they call uh, a cue ball, which is yada, uh, yada, yada. effectively left over from the Big Bang and it's disrupting the normal matter within the sun. So it's like a theoretical particle. They don't actually know if it exists. 
but it's like the idea of like uh, it, it's it would naturally decay the sun to return it. Is it that would, based on reality? Like, do is that a like meaning the, like is that an actual thing that we theorize exists? Correct. Uh, so, did you do any research? Brian yeah. Cox, who is an actual physicist, yeah, was one of the sort of was one of the lead um, researchers for okay. the movie. So he fed into this and gave okay. information. So it's theoretically possible could happen in some but, one but of the then million, like we didn't yeah. believe the god particle was actually real until we actually created it in, in, in the hadron collider ah yeah the god particle exactly so it's in so just jumping back into this very quickly before we talk more about the plot danny boyle and garland right they're quite the odd couple because boyle's apparently quite like high-minded and a bit of a cinema like uh, mm. highbrow-esque guy but like uh garland's quite a fanboy of cinema and loves it and like working together you come up with these really interesting believable ideas and this movie specifically really interestingly is loved by none other than quentin tarantino is he? who there's a great clip of him on youtube where he's just absolutely raving about this and he loves it and he's a bit he's a bit like us he was a bit like this is this is like a masterpiece and then you get to like the third the third uh D- does he agree with the yeah completely yeah, okay. yeah he's like it just goes off the rails but like i, I love that it's the, it's so unfortunate about the third act yeah it's just almost like they just needed somebody in the writers' room to like say no to that part. Yeah, I feel like, like put their foot down because like it could have been such a great introspective, like it completely. was, but it could have been wholly that. You know what I mean? I feel like this was a movie that was it's slow, like it's it's really pensive, like you. T- yeah really introspective like we said it's saying. like a thriller that's creeping but it's not really a thriller yet and you're like why does it feel like a thriller and i feel like yeah. what happened was it got shown to a bunch of movie execs and they went oh we need a big ending yeah. why is it so slow oh so they <laughs> just turned it around and made it into like a slasher it, thriller that, for the final third 100 percent probably could have happened it just goes yeah. wonky at the end right so the thing i like most really about this is the stakes of it because even though and I'm jumping around here a little bit, but even though, like, you know the stakes, it's massive. It's the end of mankind, effectively. But you're so hyper-focused on this small group of, like, what should be friends. Yeah. Like, you don't notice the impending death that's directly in front of them, which is the sun, which is a great juxtaposition, uh, or the impending death that's behind them, which is the yeah. world ending, right? Like, you are so into their stories and their personalities and, like, how they all get along or don't get along. It's fascinating. Yeah. No, for sure. I really, I really enjoyed every character in this. Absolutely. And I really enjoyed like its exploration of like what is humanity? Yeah. What is sanity? And what yeah. is like what at what point is it okay to sacrifice your humanity? Well, let's talk about that in yeah. a moment. So let's before we jump into performances, do you want to like expand on the story where it goes after we've had this yeah, big yeah. introduction to them? So when we get the introduction, Chris Evans like has weird long hair. It's kind of interesting. Well, he's clearly just let himself go. Yeah, yeah, but I just like I've never seen him with long hair. Still a good looking guy yeah. though. Um, so he's clearly like let himself go and and kind of like there you can tell he's stressed and they're all stressed, they're all frayed, and uh, they're getting to the you know the pointy end of this thing. And there's an inciting incident, which is the communications officer hears a really haunting sound over, you know, they're in space, right? In the middle of freaking nowhere. Here's a haunting sound over the radio that ends up being what they think is a distress call from the Icarus 2. Icarus 1. Icarus 1, sorry, which they never, they really never heard what happened and no one knows what happened. And so they're like, holy crap, how how are we getting this? Yes. And the net net is, 
they figure out that it must have crash landed on one of Jupiter's moons or something. I don't freaking remember what it was. And that they've somehow used the metal of the planet to rebound this signal and that they're theoretically, they could have survived th- yeah. this long. Yeah. Um, at least some of them could if they had self-sustaining uh If everything was still working on yeah. the ship. Yeah, correct. And the crux of this comes down yeah. to this decision, which they have to make a snap decision on effectively. They don't have a lot of time. Yep. It's do they recorrect their course away from going directly to their, you know, their objective, which is the sun? Yep. Or do they go off to where Icarus 1 is and see if they can salvage something from it? effectively there is a, and it's not that far off it's only a slight change apparently it's a pretty big change in space yeah. but let's talk about performances before we move on but with can the i just ask like there's this before you what did you think about this grand debate of sh- would they should they should they do it did, let's 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 save I, that to the end because <sighs> i think that's a really interesting question but I uh, but i don't want to get theoretical about it i want to make a joke <laughs> why don't they just try and use the nuke thing and if it fails then go get the other nuke thing good point but then they wouldn't both be going <laughs> off at the same time let's talk about that in a second so in terms of the performances then we've talked about this cast and how amazing they are in this movie like yeah. who stands what stands out for you and why i think in general i really really liked uh cillian murphy he's good mm. for sure um hot spicy takes on this podcast cillian murphy good actor <laughs> no, but I liked I liked his performance of all of them. Like Chris Evans was just kind of the same dude he always is. He is, well, but it was exactly what he needed to be. But it's not like it was like way out there. Correct. Um, I personally though think Cliff Curtis got the like actor of the movie for me. Okay, he was so adequately like weird and existential and like kept me on edge. I've actually of, like, called him out as my favorite because of his uh because of his obsession with the sun like, and like tiptoeing that line of insanity. Yeah, it's um, so interesting. Yeah, like, I liked him a lot. He's sort of like spiraling. Yeah. slowly as the movie goes on and there's yeah. a lot of times in it that i wonder if he's going to be the villain of the piece well a one it, minor edit would have been a well, better that's, movie <laughs> that's all i'm thinking for like, sure could, could yeah. that have been yeah the like, original pitch yeah i wonder yeah. if it was and then the studio exact guy came in and was like, uh, and he's like oh we, we need to make action thing. <laughs> big action things bang 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 <laughs> pew, pew. look i'm entirely with you on that and i i do have questions about the performances not, not necessarily the performances but the characters and their roles, right? So they all have these really defined roles. And I get that. That's, you know, like you need everyone to have a speciality. Not everyone can be across everything. However, there is a thing that irked me all the way through this movie. It's made very clear early on that Cillian Murphy's character, he is the only person who knows how to use this fission bomb, the, right? The bomb that's going to restart the sun. The only He's person the only yeah. in space where anything could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Why not show everyone how to do it? Like, I think it's... Less they know how to do it. Mm, do they? I think it's more... They make un- it quite underst- clear it has to be here. Understand it well enough to make the decision. That was What the- decision? The decision is you get there and you blow it up. Yeah, but like I think it's like simply like... the Well, the decision that they're debating is like if it's worth trying to get two. No, no, no. That- I'm talking about the... I'm, let's yeah. just ignore Icarus 1 for a moment, right? Yeah. Let's say that's not part of this. So the, the goal is, right, you leave planet Earth. You fly to the sun, you uncouple the bomb, the yeah. bomb flies over, it explodes, reignites the sun, they fly back. Yeah. That's the simple version of the mission. Yeah. Right? If it was to go to plan. Yeah. Now, Which, spoilers. You've got six, Doesn't. seven people on this space, <laughs> spacecraft, of which, you know, what if, what if he fell ill? What if he. No, but they all do know how to actually operate the bomb. Clearly not. No, because Chris, they, Chris... Make, they make a very clear decision that he has to be the one to survive halfway through. No. Because none of the other ones know how to use I it. Think, I think it's not about how to use it. It's like if something goes wrong, he understands it the best. 
because Chris Evans at the very end is telling him, you know what you have to do. You have to go unlock the thing and do it manually. Like they, they know operationally what to do. They don't know the science behind how it's going to work well enough to justify putting him at risk as compared to someone else. Right. But just teach them how to do it. I'm sorry, but like it, it <laughs> felt like a massive oversight from my perspective. I, I, I think I yada yada that. I don't think sure, it's a big deal. You think that's just suspending disbelief a bit? I, I You've just think, have I, no, I just think it's fair to say like the physicist might understand what goes wrong if something goes wrong better than the other people. Sure. So it's a totally fair no, that's, premise. That's fair, yeah. but if it's all set up not to fail and just <laughs> but tell them not to press it's the button, yeah. the whole point is it's never been done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Look, moving on. Yeah. The thing I was I mentioned a moment ago, and the thing I really liked about this was because it's so human. Like, there's no like forced romantic subplots or anything. No. No. Distracting. No. It's very much just these frayed on edge people just trying to live day to day and i love that about this yeah it's nothing more than what it is yeah it's, it's very real in that like, respect yeah until it isn't and they're all yeah. <laughs> well but they're all flawed and broken so that's the best bit about it so they're all yeah. they've all got their you know their issues like one of the things you mentioned was the reason why chris evans and Cillian murphy fall out forgot their character names already yeah is because Cillian murphy just takes too long trying to record his message and doesn't yeah. realize how much time's passing by so they've clearly been in space so long they've lost concept of a bit of time and, stuff. and then chris evans doesn't get to say goodbye to his family and what is most likely a suicide mission and we've already established that it's yeah. clearly gonna yeah. be a suicide <laughs> mission. but even they seem but, 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 make, sure, make sure you send a message now guys but make, even make sure though- you send a message now. <laughs> Make sure. And if you forget, uh, but I, I liked Chris Evans in this. I thought he, like, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Like, he he is that character. Yeah. Like, he is, you know, a bit of a dick. He's quite hyped up on his own, you know, on his own ego a little bit. But at the same time, like, he's the most rational one in this whole film. No, I think I think that is the truth. He is the guy that's more like marine, do it at all costs. Like, the and, and like. Frankly, yes, he's right. Yeah, I mean, he's a hundred percent right. The crazy part. Talk about that. The crazy part is now looking back on Captain America. Yes, he. It's such a different role than anything else he's oh, ever played. Completely. He's always a sarcastic asshole. Well, other you, than that role, let's look at the movies that I can remember off the top of my head. Not another teen movie. Sarcastic yeah. asshole. He is in what's the one where what's it's the one we Scott, just saw? Scott Pilgrim against the world. I haven't seen that, but yeah, probably. Yeah, he's a he is. He's yeah. one of the the seven X's. What's the one we just saw? Uh, That's a, that Knives with the mustache. Out. Yeah. Knives Out. Yeah. So like he's, oh, yeah, he's almost it. playing against type. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. Look, I'm going to call out very quickly. I think Michelle Yeoh is amazing in this. There's like a... Yeah, she's super good. There's a, there's a piece of trivia in this apparently that she blew Danny Boyle away so much in her, that her, her audition for this that he basically said, you can have any character you want and we'll change the gender for you. And she chose to be the botanist. So that was mm. her decision to be that character. And I liked that. I thought that's really interesting. Yeah. And you could just tell like when things went poorly as they did. At some point, um, they make a decision and it's, the stuff goes poorly for the plants, let's say. Yes. Um, so, the so, emotion so. in her eyes because it was like so her life's good. work was like really, really impressive. She's so good. Right. Before we get into pacing, let's, yeah. let's talk. Uh, let's move this plot ahead, shall we? So they've yes. come to the point where Boo. they've got this. Boo. They've. <laughs> They've got this distress signal, mm. and it comes down to a choice, right? And they give the choice to Cillian Murphy. Yes. Now, you, which you don't agree with, not in the slightest. <laughs> which is ridiculous. It's of just not they... a choice. Uh, oh, so oh. the choice that Cillian Murphy is given, he's asked, should they go and explore the Icarus One? So change their entire course, go off mission yep. to find out whether there are uh, something potentially they could use on Icarus One, or find out more about that. Yeah. For me, why has he been put in that position in the first place? Like, it shouldn't happen. 
it should just be a case of Chris Evans is so right in this. He just says, let's just keep going with the mission. But Cillian Murphy decides, no, if we can get to the other ship and get the other fission bomb as well, two bombs is better than one. Two bombs are better than one. (laughs) I I think, uh, yeah, it's dumb. I do think that there's minor edits you could make to this movie that would have made it a bit less like kind of plot holy sometimes. For sure, you don't go and compromise the mission. No. And for sure... But he makes that choice. So his choice is to go and check out Icarus 1. Yeah. And then it's less... Sorry, just before we move on. Wong is left... Benedict Wong is left to make the calculations of how to move the ship across, uh, change the course direction to get to Icarus 1, and in doing so, fucks up. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying. I was just going to say, I I think the change should be that this isn't a decision that they get to make... It's a decision that some people debate and is quickly quelled. Sure. Like, so maybe the viewer character, I forget her name, makes the pitch for humanity. Like, we got to look out for these people. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, you're dumb. Like, we're not doing that. And then for some reason, they're forced to. Because, like, something goes wrong and they have to because now they need a part. Or I think that's what happens anyway. No, I know. So Cillian's Murphy, like I say, Cillian Murphy's decision is entirely based on two bombs no, I, I remember that but i mean like i think that post that decision oh, something goes wrong and they have to get the parts anyway they're like well so, now we definitely have to do so it. what, what so i was like, just, just saying that. was yeah. wong's uh pre- not predictions that's the wrong word wong's Forecast. measurements yeah. and, and change of in the change of direction when he's doing it he forgets to factor in the moving of the big space shield which is a pretty shield. big mis- pretty big deal obvious mistake pretty big deal yeah. And it's so big, in mm. fact, that you think the automated ship AI might have caught it. Yes, you would think that, wouldn't you? Yes. But it doesn't. And it basically, they end up like, I think they end up messing up some of the tiles on it. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, then, what do you what do you think of the pacing of the movie? I think the pacing's phenomenal till the end. And, I, I, and it's Literally. really, it's like so plotting and slow and just like, but but you're still learning more and more. Even though there's Absolutely. nothing happening, you're learning, learning more and more about the characters Absolutely. and the situation in a way that you're super engaged and like literally nothing's happened. They're just yeah. on the spaceship, you know? Uh, but the story is being revealed to you, like the back history and really, really enjoyed the pacing almost up until the, the very, very Completely. End. And we're going to yeah. talk about the end later. I think it's probably worth keeping it for that. But yeah. like until that point yeah. for me, it is almost like the perfect, not maybe not the perfect suspense thriller, but it's up there. Yeah, and you know, it's, like, it's like a jaw. Not, but it's not even a thriller. You're not quite sure why. Yeah, you feel like that. Something about the the constant, like intimate, you know, decisions they're making that are just like so stressful, combined with like the long shots of the isolation mm. that are really beautiful. Of like mm. you see the ship as it's blocking the sun. Like they constantly take like long lens and then back into the ship. There's something about those two things that's like very isolating and stressful. Did you did you find the sun almost like a creeping terror, just like yeah, sat staring yeah, no, at them, super waiting cool. for it. It's it's like this. Weird, it's like that's it's like this is the end of the line. Completely, it's kind of like this is like the end of life. Yeah, end of the world. It kind of felt like you were looking at like like they kind of make the illusions as well, like God. Yeah, there's absolutely. a religious aspect aspect to it for sure as the movie goes on. That, and that's really interesting. That yeah. becomes part of it. Like I. I don't know if it's boredom mm-hmm. <laughs> or if it's just slight madness, but yeah. it kind of, they kind of like definitely Searle starts going that way. And you see with the, the villain at the end that he's completely gone that way. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that this single mistake made by just human errors, like changes the entire pacing of the movie yeah. and the entire like focus of the mission. And I've got a question for you at this point. Yeah. Is this 
a mistake by Cillian Murphy or is this a mistake by Wong? Who makes the mistake? Uh, the answer is both of them. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> the answer is all of the above. They both make a mistake. One of them is a, is a strategic mistake. One of them is a tactical mistake. I think the tactical mistake doesn't happen if the strategic one's not made. I think it's, I mean, a, bad, it's a bad decision. Is it when you look at the ending? The ending doesn't matter. That, that, none does. of that would have happened. It does. None of that would have happened if they'd have just carried on course. <laughs> just keep going. I guess. Maybe. They had, yeah, you, I, yeah you're, actually, you're actually correct. Well, let's keep, um, build, let's keep building the story then. So yeah. they go off on this tangent. The first kind of action scene in the movie happens at this point when some of the panels on the big gold uh, Super cool. reflector get sort of uh, knocked out of place. And you get, you get Cillian Murphy basically being told by Chris Evans, you're going to go and fix this, which I really like. That I forgot that he told him to. He basically said, like, there's no other choice. You're doing this. And which was, is weird because, like, he's like... Well, yeah, he's the... Later, he's, they're like, no, you can't well, risk yourself at all. Like, it's kind of like, what's well, going on? Well, you can see the anger between yeah. them in that point. Yeah. It's great. I'm not sure why I've gone Italian at this point, but my mm. hand is waving furiously. And Sonata, the captain, decides that he has to go out there too, and they put on these big gold... Um, very 2001 A Space Odyssey style spacesuits to go out and fix it. And they've got a very short amount of time before uh, the sun starts creeping back around on them. And I find that's that tension. That was super cool. Is amazing in that scene. Well, it's, the only reason they had a short amount of time is because some shit starts going wrong further with Correct. the ship. Because they, they weren't sure the extent of the damage of Juan's yeah. mistake. And it gets worse as they are on the thing trying to fix Correct. it. So they move, they move the that mirror. That was really well done. Yeah, they move yeah. the mirror to block yeah. there uh, to, to allow Sonata to go out and yeah. fix it. But in doing so, it exposes other parts of the ship, including, including the botany section, yeah. the bit they need to live. And that basically gets burnt to a crisp, right? Yeah. But the interesting part about that is that that then reduces the oxygen amount they have. And that's when they find out it's not going to be a return trip. That's when they find out that this is a one-way, effectively suicide mission, and because of that, for kind of, that, yeah, that, if they all are there, yes. that's when, like, I think that they did a really, really good job of like plot devices to like change the dynamic and like investigate the human condition. Yeah, like they use plot devices to like change how things, the lay of the land, and which makes you be put makes the characters be put in these really interesting positions yeah, to explore like really really philosophical questions and you're asking yourself what you're like yeah what do i, I fucking do in the situation well, like, so it was really well done to like set those situations up completely agree completely agree and i'm the chris evans in this i'm always just like stick on the mission like mm-hmm. why are we why are we even thinking about changing this yeah. like keep going but then they are forced to go off and explore the icarus one yeah. right and that's such an interesting part where they get to the icarus one I really like that scene. They get there and they find that they effectively bored. So it's uh, Chris Evans, Cillian Murphy. It is... So, sorry, we haven't even said that Hamada dies. Yikes. Yeah, he dies in that scene. Um, he to sacrifice sacrifice himself, himself so Cillian Murphy panel, can survive. You know? yeah, well, so the whole crew can, really. Yeah, basically. It's fascinating. Yeah. Really, like, Captain going down and, with a ship. And, like, the way that they... The brooding... There's, a, there's this weird philosophical thing running through this about like life and like the sun. And you can tell that they're like, it's existential. Mm. And as he's about to die, because he sees the sun come, the light, the rays, it's yeah, like a wave of yeah, sun yeah. UV. It's like this crazy spectacle. 
you see the 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 um, psychologist in his so, ear like, what it tell me like? what you li- yeah. tell me what you see, yeah. tell me describe it, and it's like this feel like what do you see at death? What do you see when you're at the end of the world? What does the sun look like? Yeah, and yeah, it was exactly. like it's really existential and like creepy. And it just adds to the creepiness of the movie. It's really well done. It's hard it. to describe. I loved Honestly, it. It's really hard to describe. I loved it. So we get it. We're a little bit sidetracked, but like, let's continue on then. Because Instead I think... Exploring I th- the wreck. Yeah. Let's just talk about exploring the wreck very quickly. Did you get super like Alien 1 vibes? <laughs> yeah. I was like a like distress signal. Yeah. Colony. And it's... The don't ship's put still there. <laughs> yeah. Like don't. everything seems in order. The, yeah. the, the best... But the, the most interesting part is that the ship is effectively an entire working order. There's still yeah. food. There's still water. There's still oxygen. But the AI has been tampered with. And everything is effectively covered in dust. Yeah, you're like, why is there dust everywhere? And I was trying to... I was saying before, so you get a couple of characters who board the ship, right? So obviously yeah. you've got Cillian Murphy, Chris Evans. You have Curtis... And who's the last? Oh, you get Harvey. So Troy, Troy Garrity, who's Harvey, who is the comms officer, comms specialist. Yep. But also now the captain because Hamad has obviously passed. Because he's second in command now. Correct. And the interesting bit, did you pick up, did you see the, like the subliminal cuts of like the, as soon as they stepped on the ship, it happened immediately. Yeah. And I thought one of them was Michael Jackson. So I kept pausing it being like, is it Michael Jackson? (laughs) I thought, I thought it was going to be Fight Club. I thought it was going to be Brad Pitt's dick. Yeah. But it's really interesting, and it's sort of that sort of starts this tinker yeah, of like yeah. you're getting more and more concerned, and then you see this message from the captain of the Icarus One, who's effectively gone nuts, and you're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, yeah, and you can He's tell like something is weird. wrong, something weird has happened because this place is fine. I had a question for you though, and like this is a bit of a side tangent, bit of a random note. Mm. They're going off to get a second bomb to push the bomb too. Is Cillian Murphy's expectation that that ship is going to be in working order and they're just going to take both ships? Because there's no way, doesn't seem to be a way of decoupling the bomb. Yeah, they didn't get into it. that. They kind of yada yada it. Yeah, but, um, there was a big yada yadaing at that point. Yeah. I was like, does that I make think sense? Ex- I think the excitation was like, yeah, we'll be able to at least get the bomb up. And then we can just attach it, maybe. I don't fucking know. Because I think the bomb can God, sort of fly this. on its own. Yeah, I think, like, who cares, really? But I don't... It's a bit, they could have done a better job to, like, make it less nebulous. There's a few whatever. little bits that I'll unravel a bit here. But, yeah. Right, so what then happens is you get this amazing, probably my favorite scene in the whole movie, where the airlock between Icarus 1 and 2 blows out. Indubitously. Like, yeah. Like, why? Uh, Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And there's yeah. only one spacesuit for them to fly yeah. back to the ship. And what they do is they're going to explode, essentially, like, power themselves with the power of air, I assume. They're just, yeah, compressed air. Compressed air, fire themselves sure. from one ship to the other. So Killian Murphy's. Again, the chosen one to yeah. wear the suit. Chris Evans wraps himself in like some tinfoil. How realistic is that? Un- completely took me out of it for a minute. Yeah. I was like, as much as I really like this, this is taking me way out of it. You would die imme- yeah, like, immediately. There's no chance you survive, right? Imme- well, like, I think you could like hold your breath potentially, but like the sheer cold would just force it out of you. Like it's 200 odd degrees below. I think you just die instantly. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Anyway, like there's a bit of yada yada at this point. Yeah. And it's decided uh, who we thought was going to be the, the big bad guy of the scene that Cliff Curtis, Dr. Searle. Yeah. He's going to be the one to stay behind. Yeah, because somebody has and to manually make the shoot happen. Like they have to manually out. fire out the air. So only three can survive out of the, the four. four. And so he's got to stay. And, and I found that fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. He, he basically says, it's me. For the greater good. He was like, it's me. But he, but, but this is, we also should say like, 
every so often you see this guy and his face is like peeling yeah because of how much they don't say anything about You've it been staring it's at very sun. subtle but you can just tell like you see him staring at the sun in the beginning and you see throughout the movie he's got like all these sunspots and his face is peeling. he's been doing it too much why don't people question that because i think they're all in their own way a bit like off right like, this is how he's dealing with sure it. all right yeah. Well, then, before we finish that scene off, then, let's talk a bit about the cinematography and world building. Yeah. This is so interesting. Yeah. Like, just the idea of the sun, the surface of the sun being a physical place that you can get to, just fascinates me. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> She'll be hot. It's hot. <laughs> hot to trot. <laughs> and the fact that it's like this threat that we take for granted every day, but it's just yeah. there looming at us, and it could just snuff us out immediately yeah i watched a really interesting youtube video not long ago about like 10 ways the universe could like snuff us out in an instant yeah and one of them is just that like a heat blast from the sun could just burst out of it at any point and just wipe us out we would just die Im- immediately it's great to know this stuff so you just stress less about the other things well yes you know like when we'll the stress grand, more about i think just in the grand scheme of things like you know the vault like uh, there could be a super volcano eruption and we could all complete, die tomorrow so like complete. let's just kind of enjoy life while we got it you know yeah exactly yeah. one thing about the the world building world building and cinematography i kind of found it hard to understand the scale of the spaceship like is it big is it small is it like long <laughs> Yes, yeah, <laughs> like it's this big, like Girth, dome, dome Girth. at the front of it, and then it's kind of protruding from behind, right? So I'm like, phrasing. Is it big? <laughs> Tyler, your sex tape? <laughs> Question mark. It's big. It's pretty. Like it must be pretty big. It's, I mean, I guess it depends, like how you know much heat you create with sure. friction. You know, sure. <laughs> so, I really liked the juxtaposition of light being bad and dark being. Good. Good. Not good, but like not being the bad guy for once. Yeah. It's like the whole Star Wars premise flipped on its head. So we're at the point now where we what we're down to we're down to three people on the no four five. We're down to five people on the on the ship, yeah. So on yeah, the, so on the big just, flying just phallic. Before, yeah, ship. we didn't we didn't quite mention that, but yeah. as as uh Cillian Murphy, Chris Evans and uh Harvey Harvey, the the first officer, fire off out of the ship. Obviously, we've mentioned Syl makes the big sacrifice. He burns to death, as and then well he chooses to, to turn look on directly the, at the sun to look at the sun yeah, and die. That's crazy, yeah. but as they do, the first officer Harvey misses his trajectory and fires off sideways, yeah. and like that's what should happen to Chris Evans. They yeah. should both like immediately, yeah. like he freezes like yeah. very quickly. Die! So, you see it happening. It's kind of gruesome, actually. Yeah. And uh, he not only that, he was like right before it was like totally, you know, did not go out. Yeah. With composure. He was like, Completely. I'm the one that needs to live. I found that so interesting. Yeah. yeah that was but I guess it's good because you know someone would react like Precisely. That. And yeah. I like that they built that in there and yeah. everyone was against it. Yeah. He's like, I need to be in the suit. I order it. I'm the commander. Someone feeling like he was the big dog. Yeah. Well, then we only we have left there. We have Kappa, Cillian Murphy. We've got Michelle Yeoh's Corazon. We have Rose Burns' Cassie. We have Benedict Wong's Trey, who, by the way, at this point, He's sedated because he's on yeah. suicide watch effectively because he thinks he's spoiled. He's ruined the mission and ended mankind. We've got Chris Evans' mace, and that's all we know about. So when they get back to the ship, they realize that there isn't enough oxygen to get them all, all five of them, all the way to the sun. So the four who aren't sedated, so not including Wong, have a conversation. Basically. Well, they've already kind of discussed this, though. Like the the lady was like, yeah, well, Michelle, yeah, yeah. She's like, it's it's a one way trip now, and they all kind of like thought about. It, but then the botanist Michelle Yeoh was like, 
in a side conversation with Chris Evans basically says, if it is, if we have all these people technically, like what they said in there was not the full story. Mm-hmm. If there's three of mm-hmm. us, we could make it back. It could make it back. Yeah. But so what they do is they effectively have a conversation around should they, or should they not finish Benedict Wong's life? And it's a really interesting introspective about like, they know they need to get to the sun. One of them has to go. It's like, well, cause didn't, didn't it end up like there was a disruption and they actually have not enough to even get there now? No, that's so, what, like, I'm pretty sure something happens where it's like, not even, they won't get back to enough, earth. They don't have no, enough to get there. There's enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've only got enough for four people to get to yeah. the surface of yeah. the sun and yeah. they need to get there because they yeah. need to blow the yeah. fission bomb. And they have five. Yeah. And there's five of them. So they yeah. have this conversation and Chris Evans goes off to finish off Benedict Wong, but it turns out he's already committed suicide, yeah. which is harrowing. Yeah. A harrowing moment is so pretty, but it's also like, and they've they've talked about how ever since he made the mistake, they've had him. He's been on suicide watch. Yeah, the correct. computers put him on drugs to like correct. stop him from sedated doing, him, sedated him, and and there's an element of like when it happens, part of you is like, pr- like it's it's this disgusting feeling of being proud of him for making the right call, but then also being disgusted with yourself for thinking that it's it makes the right you call. Think the, feel these feelings, and then and Chris Evans it. says it. it. Chris Evans literally says it. He's like he. This is what did he say? This is like redemption or something. This is like he's fixed his mistake. Some, like something yeah. horrific. But it's but true. In but a, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying it's not. In in a weird way, it is. Yeah. And this is where we get to the real turning point of the movie. Yeah. So and this is a bit. So there is a, a very specific bit in this when, <laughs> like, I was, like, I thought this could go an interesting way at this point. I still yeah. felt like this yeah. could go the movie could still be interesting yeah you lost what, what i mean I th- it was interesting it well was yeah really well done you, you know what so I mean? far. The, sorry the ending yeah the, the ending could still be interesting but you've already lost who we thought was going to be the protagonist the protagonist that's the wrong one the, the antagonist yeah. uh which was dr Searle. benedict wong who was on suicide watch who you thought might have blown blown the connection between the two ships yeah he's dead too so you're like you've got these like four characters left who are all pretty you know on the same page on the same page they're all on mission now and then Icarus computer starts on Cillian Murphy, but there's five people on this ship. Yeah, he's like, you, you, you're going to die. You're, there's not enough air. He's like, what do you mean? We already killed someone. We're fine. This is where I have a major problem with the film. I mean, this is where everyone does. Right here. No, no, no. This moment, this exact moment is the first time in this whole movie, really, I was like, okay, now you've really veered off anyone having it, any sense. It's just unearned. So what like, happens is Cillian so- Murphy goes on his own to confront who this fifth person might be. When you've you've already on the back of your mind that the captain of the old ship, Pin Baker, had that weird, crazy, insane message on the Seemed to go a bit crazy, and yeah. he was the only one unaccounted for on the ship. You're well, they didn't like, know that he was unaccounted for, but if you counted, it? I thought he was. If you could have counted, you probably could have counted. They didn't. Right, right. They didn't specifically comment because they find the dead bodies, Sorry. and it looks like they all killed themselves with got the sun. It. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, dude, you've got like four of the three of the people with you. Just grab a couple of them. Grab Chris Evans. He's a big boy. Just take him <laughs> with you. You know he's a good fighter. He punched you in the face earlier. Yeah. Like, why yeah. are you going doing this on your own? I guess because it's like pure curiosity. He's just like so shocked. You know what I mean? He's like, this. It must be an error. Like that's what he's thinking, you know. Bad I mean? decisions. Just, I just think that, like, you, I just don't think it's it's. I don't think it's believable. But I think if you're in that scenario, you're either thinking. You tell me, right? You're in a thriller film. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know you're in a thriller, though, do you? I just um, don't think it's believable. I'm sorry, but that's just my. My, my thinking is like you're in a situation where you're either like someone that I thought was dead is not dead on my crew, or it's an you error. No, is dead. No, but like someone who I thought was dead is not dead. Like 
the like the guy got back you you're 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 like so confused yeah you're not thinking that spoiler it's a radioactive alien yeah. guy no. <laughs> like whatever it's Mark strong who's looked at the sun way too yeah hard. like whatever's happening basically there. become anakin skywalker yeah exactly i don't know what so spoiler is like he he goes in there and it's the old captain who and that that's the guy that caused the air ducts to breach earlier and he, he's effectively got solar madness is that a thing well that's what i th- I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And this is where the action kind of really but did, starts. But did in the you movie. make that up or is that No, a- no, that's a thing. This is where I'm going to start very confidently. This is where the action, action really starts in the movie. And type in sunshine as well because it's going to come up. So what happens effectively is it all sort of boils down to the fact that Pinbaker is going around the, their ship, the Icarus 2, because he believes that man should not be able to control its own fate and he's sabotaging the ship. So he removes. Uh, he removes the Icarus's AI's um, coolant. What is it from the coolant? It's, he just it's removes it from the mainframe. Yeah, the removes the mainframe from the coolant. From the coolant. So That's overheat. a very movie thing to say. Is that he removes the mainframe from the coolant? Sounds like anything from a Terminator film. It is what happened. Interesting point, though. That coolant was cold. Interesting point. The coolant. Like, so, right, you're in space. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. You're in space. Yeah. And the whole crux of the ship being able to continue on its trajectory, the, yeah. the AI. Which didn't, depends, do its, which didn't do its job when no, it had the one mistake didn't. that it could have automatically didn't. corrected. But yeah. it depends on this specific piece of machinery being in liquid, which yeah. needs gravity to hold it in place. Yeah, and sure. it doesn't even have a lid on it. It does not have a lid. And you're in space. That could go wrong in so many ways. I guess like, yeah. <laughs> I guess they have, I don't know. They didn't fully think this through. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, Look, it all sort of like boils down. How would you service it though? Ah, oh, man, I, I guess you could unlock it. <laughs> well, no. Pinbaker does. Yeah. Because he breaks it. He breaks the mainframe, baby. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of name, like, Pinbreaker. Right? It all goes a bit nuts. Yeah. It's a bit. Turns into like a hack and slash for the last yeah. film. It goes um, a bit Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, with this weird alien, like, sun madness guy who. Dude. Who has, like, this this weird, like, what's up with that thing, though? How, like, anytime he's in the. So this. I never looked. I didn't look this up because it was way too late last night when I was watching it, but. Well, anytime you see him, the vision around him is kind of blurred. I think that's like it's like an interdimensional. No, I think that's just. There's I think no, it's just like he's that? so hard to look at because of how fried he is. Because he's like radioactive, and he's man. also crazy. Okay, it's a little bit of a weird aesthetic choice. I didn't really get it. I didn't. I didn't love it. It kind of felt I didn't like waste he was Mark like strong. It was like he he's was like interdimensional actor. or something. Like I, I don't think he is. So what was the point of it then? I don't know. Look, this is where the action There was, there was like a vision distortion around him anytime Correct. you saw him. And they're, they're getting closer and closer to the sun, effectively. They're almost there. They've almost yeah. made it, even with all those people in. Chris Evans dies. He falls in the coolant. Trying to fix the, the saboteur's work. Correct. Could and not, did not do enough dips to get out. Correct. Couldn't pull himself out. Couldn't Got quite so dab hard close. enough. Yeah. Dab. Yeah. And he, they get there. They Despite get to the sun. They, f- they uncouple the bomb. They get it to the sun. And in one last ditch, Mark Strong is somehow on that unconnected ship with both Cillian Murphy and, and POV fly. character Cassie, yeah. somehow. And what then, was she doing in there anyway? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I couldn't even tell if she was dead. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Bit hack and slash, goes a bit nuts, and then effectively Cillian Murphy rips Mark Strong's arm off, the skin like off his arm. An added graphic that part that was not necessary. And then they just blow up the bomb. Like, it's like... Well, like space and time meld and like yeah. that that part was kind of cool. I kind of like that. I didn't mind that. And I wish that would have been 
more the emphasis of the climax is like this introspective completely kind of cerebral like religious almost spiritual thing and i just wrote built the whole movie into i just wrote the final action scene feels completely unnecessary well it just feels like it's a different movie exactly it's so it feels like they did all the work all that you know what they did it was like game of thrones they did all (laughs) the hard character work setting typing like you know they did everything all the like mood and like mm-hmm. like themes they did everything that was so hard and the the easiest part once you've done all that work is like concluding it well i would say like just stay in that tone completely instead they just like m- then made it into a weird slasher movie at the end like I, the game I, of thrones became a big blockbuster completely movie agree. like it's the same fuck up completely agree yeah. and i think but it does it, I mean, it leads very nicely actually into my uh, our next usual point around like the cgi right Which so was, i thought it was largely good i thought it was amazing yeah. Espe- and especially in the reason why that's a good link is because that, that last scene where old mate cillian murphy is sort of he like i think it's the whole time and gra- like the yeah. heart of the force gravity uh, time slows down thing yeah and as he is approaching the sun like the sun's surface uh, the density is slowing time down and this bomb's exploding around him so the most painful thing that could possibly happen to you effectively touching the surface of the sun and been blown up in a nuclear explosion at the same time you would burn you would be you would, you'd be pretty puddly he would, he'd blister you'd be a puddle yeah I said that to my partner at the time. I was like, I think he'd be a puddle right now. <laughs> yeah, science would say. But like the 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 graph, uh, the CGI was insane. And there's there's actually some practical stuff in this too. Like some shots of the ship is practical. Yeah. The sheet, there's, 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 some of the sets are amazing. For sure. The Did skin you, of his arm was definitely oh, practical. Oh, hideous. <laughs> what about this? Uh, there's one set that I really wanted to come back to. And I, I joked about it sound having some alien vibes it's got a lot of vibes of different movies i've talked about it's de- you could definitely see it was inspired by Completely. like the start of alien you know well, the very first scene yeah, where they're yeah. around the dinner table yeah and i like the thing I, the thing i like about that is is because you've been away from earth for so long but you're still trying to keep some of the rituals going to keep yeah. a sense of normality yeah for sure but were you just like expecting like a chess person like, that's it <laughs> like a bit yeah i was absolutely expecting like, I, well like i i didn't know i i had a feeling based off like the thumbnail that this was gonna go a weird way okay but like part of me was like you know tommy's making me watch this movie like is it gonna be like some weird superhero alien thing at the end that i'm not expecting and as i got farther into the movie it's like i really hope it doesn't do that like I, and then it just kind of did in a weird way not superhero but alienish. not even alien-ish. it's like Whatever the hell was going on with Mark. <laughs> I don't know. Pin, with Pinback. It was such a shame yeah. how it ended. Yeah. But like, so with that said, like, how would you change this movie, man? Because I have so many ways that I would make this a better movie that are really simple. And it probably was the movie that it was before someone. I'm intrigued. Hit me. Um, I think that like this, this movie, when it's at its best, it should have doubled down on the like introspection and, Completely. and paranoia Completely. of like, the human human condition and being stuck in this situation that there's no good outcomes and what that might do to people and the decisions they make. And you do tie that to the plot mystery of how, why is shit going wrong? Yeah. And it's like, it becomes almost like a whodunit of like, who is the one that's fucking with shit? And can I trust them? Can I trust the person on my left? Like someone's sabotaging stuff because they've slowly like lost the will to live. And, and the, and maybe like the trigger of Icarus 2 or Icarus 1 like pushes someone who's been in isolation over the edge. Or possibly even better. Like that. Exactly that. But like maybe it isn't someone who's trying to sabotage things. 
perhaps people are just so fried. Yeah, exactly. And, that they're just making mistakes. Uh, and, and and then there's a debate of like, is someone doing it? Or yeah. are they just like that pushed to the so stress? And you, and you as the viewer don't know when you're constantly being waffling between it's the two. It's a way better movie. That's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, way better. And at the end, it's like- Hashtag remake Sunshine. Dude, seriously. And it's like, at the end, it's like a test to the human condition of like, the hu- like am I going to trust humanity or am I going to like collapse into this paranoid- So interesting. Like- primal yeah. being of kill or be killed and if you want to make it a happy movie you may like there's a there's a pinnacle moment of trust that wins out yeah okay between yeah, yeah, chris yeah. and the main character who have Silly. been beefing the whole time yeah how oh i got shivers it'd there, been way better there is kind of that they try and do that a little the, bit yeah, like but chris it, but it was sacrificing himself it was watered down though oh completely of what it could and, have been. And, it, and like the slasher thing completely took away from all yeah. of the actual interesting introspective parts that's perfect. There's yeah. your ending what a good right movie, there. Though. What a good movie we just made. Up. We should do this. Uh, let's just like change, like let's just like change the settings, but take the idea. Ah, let's do that. Let's rewrite this movie immediately. Get me on chat. Chat. Uh, was it GPI right yeah. now? What would you? If what, you what could, would you, if you could put it in chat, what? But, but if you could put it in chat, uh, GP, for example, and change the setting, what setting would you go for? I don't know the settings because I've never done it. But no, 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 like as in like the, not the sun. Oh, like, oh, 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 oh. Remove oh. the sun. Well, you pick know, a me, different Western. <laughs> I thought you were the like, old corral. Uh, I, I was gonna say, what question would you ask ChatGPT? I'd say make Re- sun, remake Sunshine with a better ending. <laughs> no, we've just made the better ending. Yeah, but I want to see if it would get to the same conclusion as me as a oh, human. That's interesting. How about maybe that's the setting? How about give <laughs> like re, hypothetically rewrite Sunshine, but with a different setting? What setting is it? That's what I would ask. I'd be like, what is the new setting? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Too. Anyway, I don't know what I don't know where we I make put sunshine it. with dinosaurs. <gasps> <laughs> Everything I want and Power Rangers. Oh my god! Oh god! I Look, just threw up. Let's, uh, and it was all purple, gold, and red. But one last question yeah. before we move on to tones and themes. Yeah. Which side do you fall on then? In that key pivotal moment, right? And I kind of I asked a slightly different version of this question before between Wong and Murphy. This time I'm going to ask you, who do you choose between Evans and Murphy? So Murphy wants to go and change direction. Evans wants to stay on the mission. Who do you choose? Uh, uh, Evans, for sure. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah. I mean, and I don't get that, Well, that's choice. why they... Sh- that's another minor edit I'd make. I don't think that's a choice. Right. You they make can't it, make yeah, that yeah, okay. choice. It yeah. has to be forced upon them. Yeah, okay. I like cause that. Because of a malfunction. I much prefer that. Yeah. yeah, they have to go and get something from Because of shit. some error. That's all Great right. idea. Yeah. All right. Which what amps you- up the pressure of the changed ending that we... Agreed. Agreed Makes on. it even better. Yeah. We should, be, we should be in the films. Yeah. Uh, three, uh, t- tones and themes. What are your tones and themes uh, for this movie? I mean, there's films? a lot going on in this movie. So much. And I didn't really prepare well. But I think it's like what exploring the limits of humanity yep. and uh, like nature versus like, what is it like? Society versus wild and like yeah. exploring the limits of s- sanity and yeah, exploring san- like what is sanity. Mm. And uh, I think really what what is like the bur- <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's precisely. fucking super cheesy to say but no but like the burden yeah. of being humanity's last hope like yeah. all those things like i had exactly the same and i like it, this movie shines mm. put intended where when it focuses on that yeah as soon as it moves away from that you you lose the real drivers but it was it. so random how it moved away from it though it was so sudden and so random weird it was like wait this is a different movie what is like, happening did i flip a channel or something exactly yeah it was all weird. right Three best and three worst. So what we do is we talk about three reasons why I might want to watch this movie. And three reasons why, but maybe not. We would normally do this uh, non-spoilers if this was a new film, but as it's from 2007. We don't give a fuck. Who cares? Yeah. Three best, DL. Uh, the CGI. Oh, great. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very, very, like just, and like the long shots. Yeah. 
um, was really good. It's a 2007 movie. Like the concepts really around good. some of it was like just cool. Yeah. Two would be the cast. I've got that too. Yeah. I, mean, I wrote the trash. The, the cast truly shines. Yeah. How do you not? Pun intended. Um, and then three, I would say, is the pacing. It's good. Yeah, it's good. All right. Up until I mean, the last Like scene. mostly, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I said the cast. Uh, I like the sun as an evil force. I like that flip on tropes. Yeah. Like it is... This is the big bad of this movie. It's not Mark Strong. It's the fact that they're uh-uh. a the sun's about to kill humanity anyway, or mm-hmm. b they might just end up floating into it because their oxygen ran out. And the last one is like this could have been super derivative. Yeah, like it does pull from a lot of like I'm going to say better movies. Yeah. Alien. I've talked about 2001: Space Odyssey. So many, just too many to even call. But. It's still somehow really original. It's super unique in its own way, yeah. And I think that's testament to Garland and Boyle's mm. weird dynamic they have, which is so fascinating. Yeah. What are your worst? Uh, my worst, obviously, is the way... Final act? Yeah, the final act yes. and the villain, the, the tone change. Yep. My second worst off the cuff would have to be uh, how, like, for a movie that was so like laser focused on being like mm. pretty scientifically accurate. Like one little thing can screw everything up. Like you feel the stakes of the astronauts and you actually feel like the way an astronaut feels today. Like, mm. the, like they, they're not that so far advanced. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's still pretty, you know, hit or miss here. Yep. They, everything, all the science suddenly goes out the window in the last act as well. Completely. So like the realism just like es- is escaped as well. Um, so that's like tone, but also just like, tact i think mm. they could have kept the tact the same way uh the third what is my third that i didn't like i'll give you mine super yeah, quick so know. you can think about yours so i said the final act the same as you yeah i said mark strong is completely wasted why bother having him if you're going to make him this weird agreed that's my third i don't know what it whatever he was and my final one was forced i said it's so original but for such an original movie like, it does have some pretty tropey shit in there. Like, but I didn't mind that. It just got to me towards the end. I mm. was like, come on, man. Like, why are we making this decision? I'm yeah. going to cut that there because I don't think there's a need to dive more into that. I think some of the tropes... Right, here you go. This is what I'm going to say. I feel the tropes it used were worse than the ones it didn't. That's what I'm going to say. Now, tell me, DL. That was confusing. Come back, back to uh, <laughs> Come back to me. Come okay, back to okay. me. I think you've perked up as we've done the episode. It's been great. You've got more and more energy. I can energy. just see the Betty's burger at the end <laughs> of the pod. I literally texted Gil. I was like, do not cook. Please I'm organize them. Yeah. <laughs> I had to grade. I might do that too. So very quickly, our famous rating system then yeah. is effectively, we decided very early on that we don't want to do better or worse. We don't want to do five Mark Strongs or three Mark Strongs out yep. of 10. We don't want to talk about how many gold spacesuits are in this movie out of 12. What we want to do is we look at the most average movie we know, which is Aquaman 2018, it and is. we say, is it better or worse? And why? DL. Uh, it is definitely better. Way better. It could be better, but it is better. It could be better. I would say this is up there with some of my favorite sci-fis in terms of yeah, what, like the first sure. two thirds of what it does. I just imagine a universe where it's it ends the way we just explain uh, yeah. theorize. Yeah. Like they just pick they keep picking at those like the frayed edges of the humans and bringing them to the boiling point and then yeah. all of a sudden something snaps. No, it's uh, it's great. It's super cool. And um, this is way better than Aquaman, by the way. It's like, like not even close. Not even a question. Yeah, not even close. And the question I like to ask you when we do these sci-fi movies is is if this movie had it been directed by any other director, alive or dead, who would you have chosen? 
putting you on the spot because you haven't had any opportunity to think about this. No, yeah, but it's hard when it's a good movie. Yeah. Because it's like, why would I like make someone else make it? It's But it's good. interesting. Better when it's a bad movie. And I'm like, would this you, could have been better if the director was better. Sure. Would uh, you keep a similar motif, keep the themes exactly the same with like a similar director who just maybe, t- who had more clout to change the ending? Dennis Villeneuve. Oh. Oof. Yeah. You this movie's pretty... very like, this movie's like, there are moments that remind me of Arrival. Sure. In fact, like if yeah, they, yeah. I wish they would have done more of like the, the what they did with the little subliminal things. Oh yeah. But like great. moments of the person's life when time and space were like that could have been a cool little add-on. Like it was only they only it mm. feels like they only did it in that moment, and that could have been something they did more of. I love that. It's yeah. a great idea. Mine, and I just thought of this off the top of my head now, would be Chris Nolan, but a young Chris Nolan. Now I imagine this. Imagine this movie presented the same way like Memento is. Maybe not exactly the same. But with some of those weird time dilations, yeah. flipping between the stories, and you don't realize you're looking at different time periods, that'd be fascinating. Mm. And then if you had the ending, not this ending, but the one we described before, mm. where it was actually you know an introspective on humanity, now that would be some film. Well, maybe, like you could change the. It would be a very different film. Yeah, so maybe absolutely. you're like watching. Uh, you're watching Icarus one and two. At the, at the same, same time, time, and you don't know which one's present and future. I don't know why you do that, but like, I'm just thinking, like, what would Christopher Nolan do? Make it fucking confusing. Fascinating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Love it. All of that. Give me all that in my veins. All right. Very final bit then before we move on. We like to do a bit of true or false trivia. DL, you love a bit of true or false trivia, right? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. I've got three bits of trivia, and I'm going to tell you them. And all you have to do is tell me whether I'm lying or not. Givre. <laughs> all right. Very first piece of trivia. Oscar Isaac auditioned for the film. And although he didn't get the part, he raved about Alex Garland's script. Is that true or is it false? True. It is true. He called it one of the best scripts he'd ever read. And as such, he didn't hesitate to work with Garland when he was offered the part in Ex Machina. Which is also a fucking phenomenal script. We've talked about it. Go back and check out yeah. our episode on Ex Machina. Cause that is Did we actually talk about that <clears> one? <throat> yeah, phenomenal. Great movie. I'm so glad. No, I wish we, I wish we hadn't done it so we could do it now. It's great. So good, I guess. Okay, all right then. So the distinctive golden color of the spacesuit were genuinely intended to be a, a motif of what you see in 2001, A Space Odyssey. True. That is actually false. They were actually based- <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. So they I'm... were actually based on the character Kenny from South Park from 1997, which is so interesting, uh, effectively referencing the funnel visor shape he has at the Shut front. Shut up. Which is so <laughs> interesting. Uh, a small number of suits and helmets were built uh, as wearable costumes as the actors could experience the claustrophobia with inside them. Fascinating. Final one then. In 2018, when promoting his film Annihilation, Alex Garland revealed that the character Harvey was actually named after Harvey Weinstein. Is that true or is that false? True. It is true. And this is due to his often rude, snappy attitude towards other cast members <laughs> and arrogant superiority complex. Oh, I love this. I love man. this. Danny Boyle thought it'd be funny to pay homage to Weinstein in his way after Harvey had been difficult uh, with landing the US release of Train Spotting. Fascinating. Good. Fuck that guy. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. Like, what a horrible human being. All right. Ultimately, I genuinely love this film. Like, That's great. Listening to that podcast I mentioned at the beginning and hearing them sort of, you know, to and fro the weather is actually worth watching and then it's looking definitely at cast, worth watching you look at his cast and you just go why wouldn't you watch it's this? definitely worth watching if, if even just to analyze what it could have been absolutely it's fa- it's phenomenal all right final pit final bit then dl would you like some correspondence 
course. Of well, course. We've got some good correspondence we this week. We do. What we'd huh. love to know from you guys is, what did you think of Sunshine? Have you seen it? Have you heard about go it? Go watch it. If you haven't, go watch it and tell us what you think. You can hit us up at podcastassemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Yeah, I'll give you one piece of correspondence, then I'd love to get one of yours. Yeah, do it to it. So the first one was <laughs> sent over by friend of the show, Leone. This is a piece of news from the week. And I don't know if you heard about this piece of news, but it's fascinating. Uh. And I've used that word a lot today, but listen to this. Michael Bay has been charged with killing a pigeon in Italy in 2018. I did see this. Bay denies the allegation. I'm a well-known animal lover, <laughs> a major animal activist. What is this? I don't know. Why are you sending me? No, I love that you sent this. Thank you, friend of the show, Leone. It's so baffling. Surely he has the money to make this disappear. Completely. I'm surprised (laughs) this ever saw the light of day. Like Alex Baldwin out here getting convicted of like shooting someone. I heard about that. Michael Bay getting convicted of not getting convicted of killing a pigeon. Unreal. Yeah. Well, crazy. Who knows? We'll see. He's been charged with it, so who knows? He might go to an Italian prison. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Have you got a piece of uh, correspondence there, Dion? I do, from Richie Staines. Dick Staines is back. Yeah. Hey, Dick. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> you did not need to do that to him. Oh, it's um, twice. It's a thing now. So he called We appreciate us. you, Richie. We, we, we do. And he called us out, and fucking rightfully so. Too right. Like, too right. Half to, like, honestly, this is a redaction. We are redacting an award from last week we those are, of you who listened last week heard our first and perennial yeah always, and now perennial forever award uh show for the for the year and, and i can't believe we didn't think of I, this. it's 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 unacceptable yes it is it quite frankly shame and quite frankly it shows off that we pull it together in about five minutes yeah. before we actually did the podcast. ring the shame bell yeah exactly shame you cue, cue it cue it matt. matt you can ring the shame bell shame shame Shame. By the way, the award Shame. Mr. Bliss, we're going to talk about him in a minute, did yeah. an amazing edit last week. Yeah, great if you edit. listen in, he did some really awesome stuff with it. So check it out, guys. Uh, now perennial. Now perennial award award But DL, show. what did he call us out on? The great, the uh, Adam Driver Award. Yeah, this the, is a, our famous new award that we just made This is a proprietary creation of ours, and Correct. we are so bad that we fucked up our own award. We messed it up. We did. Um, Richard called out that how and well, actually let me let me just read it he said how did you not have christian bale gore for the adam driver award gore, or the god, god, butcher. Sl- gore god slayer good god butcher, butcher which you know we did cover the movie we did say in, he was the detail. only good part about the movie in detail we literally described everything that would be relevant to the adam driver award exactly i think it is time to redact and this is why we need to put these things out on Instagram first so people can tell us. Yes, yes, that's fair. Things that we'd completely forgotten so, about. So what, who are we redacting the award from? Let's, let's quickly <laughs> review. Matt, do you want to play the tape back? <laughs> I think it's Chris Evans, personally, man. He in, in The Grey Man. That was such an average movie with so much potential as well. I think I'm going to go Jake Gyllenhaal. We're going to have to agree to disagree, but right, okay. it's okay because they were both embodying the award. Redacted. Redacted. It is absolutely God the God Butcher. What a, what a fantastic shout. Thank you. We really appreciate it, uh, Dick Staines. You keeping us on track, my man. And yeah. thank you. We appreciate when you guys hit us up with correspondence. Let us know when we're idiots. Let us know when we're doing Which dumb stuff. Which is quite often. In it fact, is. To do that. You might be able to just leave us a review. Say you're an idiot. Tell say, us you're idiots. Say that the Adam Driver Award 
for this year shouldn't have been Gore. Give us somebody else, you know? We're up Absolutely. for it. Um, so Finish out the show, DL. Yeah, Thank we- you all for listening, by the way. We love it. We appreciate it when you do. With that, all 40 a week listeners, thank you so much. Uh, and thanks to a friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Blissery, Bliss of Blissery.fm. Absolute legend. As we've talked about for editing this episode and the last great edit of all our previous episodes. episode. If you are a budding podcaster or thinking of hiring a podcast engineer to edit your podcast, let them know at email or by email. To <laughs> at email. At email. Info at Blissery.fm. Or visit Blissery.fm for more information about the Matt and his podcasting services. You can also listen to his video game news podcast, The Dead Drop, 10-minute episodes twice a week. I need to go listen and catch up because I need a video game in my life. Yeah, you do, my man. I need to get, I need to get some I need to give you the witch time out. Oh, I would be down. I'll let's, give you it right now. Let's, let's do that. Um, so thank you, Tommy. Thank you, DL. And uh, later, skaters. Tally ho! Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo!